shepherd, called himself an apostle. We talk about Dave Ogren, Pastor Dave Ogren, who comes here every year as, as an apostle to us. He comes and he encourages us as a body. He encourages the leadership teams here. Um, he called this weekend. He is like an apostle who would come and help to build up the body. Um, there's prophets. Prophets in the Old Testament were those who were always foretelling things. I believe a prophet in today is more of one who foretells. They speak a timely word from God to a congregation. Uh, it, it's, it's like it's preaching to some degree. It's preaching, but it's a powerful, timely word. Um, and so God's given these. He's given uh, evangelists. Those ev evangelists simply, those who bring the good news Often they travel, but they bring people the good news. Uh, so we call evangelists those who share their faith often with other people. And, and often evangelists would go from church to church. I think of uh, Mark Johnson, who, who is an evangelist. He's one of our missionaries. And he comes here, and he, when he comes, he brings a good news message. He talks about Christ and what he's done for us, but he, he, he encourages us. And then pastors and teachers. Uh, pastors, teachers, some people believe that's one gift. Uh, it's pastor-teacher together. I believe it's really more of, of two things that often work together well. A pastor is a shepherd. Uh, the, old, the New Testament talks about a pastor would, be, um, would actually be a leader. Uh, he's not just someone who cares for people. There's the gift of pastor, and then there's the, the office of pastor. The gift of pastor is many of you have that. That's, that's when you just care for people, and you're always looking out and caring for people. And then there's a, the more of an office of a pastor, which is a spiritual leader within a place who also cares for, for groups of people. And then there's a teacher. And, and you know, we know a teacher there. I, I don't look at myself as much of a teacher, though that gift is maybe growing a little bit. It's somebody who can instruct, open the Word of God, and, and help us. So those five gifts that are given to the church that we have operating here at Christian Center is, is to do what one thing? Verse 12. That those five are here to equip the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we're going to tie these two sections together here. Christ gave gifts to you and you and you and all of you, right? All of us, okay? So right now, all together say, I have a gift. Now say it like you believe it. I have a gift. Now say it like, wait a second, I have a gift. Right? I mean, you're, some of you are thinking, I don't know if I have a gift. I don't know what my gift is. You might not know your spiritual gift or your spiritual gifts, but you have one. Now, here's one of the ways to find out which gift it is. Start serving. Start serving, and you yourself will begin to see the things that, th that you're gifted in and a spiritual thing. And if you don't see it, I guarantee you, somebody's going to help you. Okay, like for instance, if there's a spiritual gift of singing and you get onto the worship team and you don't sing well, believe me, somebody's going to come and say, hey brother, hey sister, I want to let you know that you have a spiritual gift, but it's not singing. Okay, and so part of knowing your gift is going to come as you begin to serve. You know, if you think you have the gift of hospitality, but every time people come over, you're mean to them. You know, somebody's going to come, one of the leaders is going to come and say, you know, thank you for opening your home. That won't be necessary again. We're going to help you find your gift. It's just not hospitality. Sometimes we want to have a certain gift. You know, a lot of people, we talk about the worship, a lot of people, oh, I wish I was on the worship table. I wish I was this and that. You know, it's not about what you want. God has gifted you. And, and, and to do that, now here's what's awesome, is you have the gift, but the gift needs to be built up 
you need to be equipped so you can actually be trained. You can be uh, equipped to, for that gift to function better. Okay? I believe that, that God has called me to be a pastor. And I believe that he's called me to be a preacher-teacher. Now, uh, Shannon and I joke around about this a lot, so this is, you know, I'm not offended, but she goes, you know, you have gotten to be such a better preacher and teacher over the last six or seven years. And, and, and I hope so. Well, that came because of equipping. Okay? I hope I'm a better teacher and preacher than I was, you know, seven years ago. But if, if I am, it's because I spend time not just studying, I spend time reading books about how to preach. And I have other people speak to me and, and help me, encourage me. So the same thing. So I had a spiritual gift that other people have helped me to develop. Okay? So the same thing is said is for you. We want to help you find your spiritual gift so that you can serve in the body of Christ. Because the body of Christ needs every gift working. Every gift needs to be working. Him, himself, God gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping, training, building. Now, some of your Bibles say perfecting, right? If you have it, you know, for, for the perfecting of the saints, you go, ooh. You know, it's not talking about being, that's talking about being mended and built up and restored. So here, here's what's awesome about the Word of God here is that as, as you come, as you, as you work with the leaders, the po apostles and pastors and evangelists, you get to be mended. How many of you, you don't have to raise your hands about that, but I believe there's a lot of us in here this morning who would say, you know, I don't know if I can serve, I'm broken. I got a lot of problems. Well, the word perfecting, the word perfecting means mending and healing and building up. And so you, part of the, my job, part of the leadership, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, is to help equip you, which is to help you be mended, to help you be perfected so that you can, for the saints, for the work of ministry. Now, uh, the, the word there is, is service. It's diakonos in the Greek, and that means to serve or to minister. Uh, we, you know, sometimes you think of ministry as this, this formal thing, or the, uh, the ministry. Um, but the word ministry means to serve, to bring healing, to bring life. And so God wants you to be mended, built up, equipped, perfected, prepared to do the ministry, the serving, the service, the work, helping other people, loving other people. It's not the pastor's job to do all the work and the ministry. God has equipped each and every one of you. Now, I don't know if you've ever had something go out in your body, a knee, an ankle. When, when, when you have a knee or an ankle or a leg or, or, or even an arm go out, what happens to the rest of your body? It compensates. Yeah, and then it hurts, <laughs> right? And so all of a sudden, your body starts compensating for the things that aren't working, and you kind of get out of shape, and you're like, well, I can still walk. I'm, see, I'm great. I'm still walking. My body is compensating and working. Pretty soon, I got this thing over in my back, and this leg's getting extra tired. And Why? Because your body was de designed by God for everything to do its part, 
And when it works well together, health, life, healing, freedom happens. He says that we're the body. So each of your gifts have to be working in order for there to be health. And when you are not doing your part, somebody else has to do a part they're not gifted at. We want to all be serving. Now let's go back to the idea of the construction site. Can a guy who swings a hammer also do plumbing? Often, yes. Do they usually do as good of a job as the plumber? Usually no, right? But they can do it. Also, it usually takes longer. It's just, you know, when, you, when I'm hiring someone to do a job for me, I try to get somebody who's good at that job at my house, especially if I'm, like, paying them hourly. So, so you get a little, I'm just going to give this. Let's say you've got a guy who's really good at, at uh, um, building framing, okay? And so, and he makes 30 bucks an hour to do framing. Well, now you need some drywall hung, okay? Framing and drywall, in case you don't know, are really different, Framing is rough, you know, you just, it's not a big deal. But you hang drywall, it needs to be perfect, then you've got to put the mud and everything, and it needs to be like really, really good. Well, the guy who does the drywall, he gets 30 bucks an hour. The guy who does the framing gets 30 bucks an hour. I hire the framer to do the framing, that's done. Paid him his little bit of money, but I can't find somebody to do drywall, so I hire the framer again. He's going to charge me $30 an hour to do this job. It ain't going to look as good, and it's going to take him twice as long. And I'm going to be out more money than I need to be. Right? We've all done that. Some of you are shaking your head. Right? right? Kathleen? Right? Yes, amen. She just had some work done. She didn't get always all the right people to do it. In the body of Christ, God has gifted certain people. And, 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 and I'm not going to just talk about the ministries here at the church because there's so much beyond here, but I'm going to highlight some things. There are people who are gifted to just love and care for kids. Some of them are still seated over here and they need to be over there. Okay? Right? Some of them, does that, right? And, and, and some of the people who might, and I don't, actually I don't think we have this, but, but we'll just have a hypothetical situation. What if some of the people over there don't have that gift? The kids are not receiving what they should receive because somebody who's supposed to be there isn't. And we have somebody who has the gift of service and helps going, well, I'm not, I don't even like kids, but I'll do it. <laughs> That's typically what happens in a small church. We have a whole bunch of people going, I don't like this, but I'll do it. And I'm thankful for people who'll do that. But wouldn't it be wonderful if those who are gifted in an area were using their gifts in that? Mm. Each one has give, been given a gift. Each one has been given a a gift. It's our job as the leaders, pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, apostles to mend, help, equip the saints who've been given a gift so that they can serve in ministry. Why? For the edifying of the body of Christ. And that word is, is oikodomeo in, in the Greek, and, and it, it's oikos is fellowship, which is really kind of cool because it has that idea of, of coming together and being built up. The, the edification is that, that the, the, it would come together and then be strengthened and built up, and that's what's supposed to happen in the body of Christ. We're supposed to be equipped so we can serve so that everybody is built up and strengthened. Until we all come to the unity of faith 
and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect, mended, complete man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We are growing to become Christ-like, individually and as a body. And, and individually, I can't be everything that God is. I can't be everything that Christ is. I'm just a little example of what Christ is. But when we add all of the body of all of the gifts in a church and people go, wait, wait a second, this is what God is? This is what Jesus is? He's both loving and caring, but he's also exhortive. Right, you know, th th that part of God that says no. Part of a parent's job is, is, yes, caring and loving, but part of a parent's job is to also challenge and exhort our children. God is all of these things. So when people see the body of Christ, a, a church, if you will, they need to see the fullness of Christ. That's why I don't think churches should only be one theme. People like to get together with people who think just like them. They want to be a, a, a really serious Bible only. We're just going to teach the Bible, but we're not going to do anything else but just teach the Bible. Or we're going to be so Holy Spirit and wooey gooey and we're just woo! You know, spirit's always flowing, but there's no teaching and there's no outreach and there's no serving the, serving the homeless and the, and the needy and the kids' ministry. Who cares about the kids? We're just going to pray for them. They speak in tongues too. We'll all just speak in tongues until Jesus comes back. Those churches, they're not being built up the way God wants because God is full. Is the Holy Spirit part of the Godhead? Yes. Does he want teaching of the Bible? Yes. But as Jesus even said with the Pharisees when talking about tithing, you know, he was saying, you guys are so in intricate. You tithe your spices. Imagine, imagine, you know, going to the store. Let's say we didn't tithe money. We, we tithed our things instead. And you say, okay, wait a second. We just bought some cinnamon. So I'm going to get some cinnamon. I'm going to get 10% of the cinnamon. Okay, that's part of my tithe, so I'm going to take that to church next Sunday. Oh, and I bought some paprika. I got 10% of my little paprika. This is what the, the Pharisees were doing. They were, they were tithing 10% of their little spices. Now, now, what Jesus didn't do is come up and say, stop that. That's probably what I'd say in that moment, you know, where I, you know, it's, I'm not very shepherdy. Stop it. What are you doing? Jesus didn't do that. He actually said, don't neglect that but don't neglect the rest of what I've commanded either keep tithing Shh, that's good but you're neglecting the bigger parts of the other parts of the word see that's what he wants us to do we don't want to neglect it we want to become the full measure of what Christ is doing and wants to do in our life so that we can grow to be a perfect man uh, the stature of the fullness of Christ listen that we should no longer be children we don't want to be children any longer. Remember, as, as parents, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to hear this a lot. We don't, parents, we don't raise children. We raise adults. If, you, if your kid is 19 years old and still is acting like a little child, I'm sorry, you didn't do your job. You teach them to be an adult who knows how to function. In the church, it's the same thing. If, you, if you've been a believer for a long time and you haven't grown, well, well, something's wrong. And it could be that I'm not teaching. I'm not equipping you to grow. 
could also be that you don't want to learn, that you don't want to grow. So let's stop that. Let's, let's grow. And here's one of the things that happens when we don't grow, that we should no longer be children because children are tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. You know, that's, that's, that's a mouthful. In other words, children don't know how to discern good teaching from bad teaching. They hear something, they go, ooh, that sounds good. They hear something else, they go, ooh, that sounds good too. And they just, and, and, and to tell you right now in the church, in the age that we live in, there is a lot of teaching going on. It's all over the place. Social media, uh, access to movies, and all of this stuff. Because of the, the, the uh, internet and everything that's going on, there is no shortage of teaching. The problem is there's a lot of bad teaching. There's a lot of bad stuff out there. We've got to be careful. And as, what's wonderful, though, as you are taught and built up in the body of Christ and you, you learn to discern, you're no longer moved back and forth by the teaching. You can actually hear a word and say, oh, well, that was good, but that was totally false. And you actually know how to, as they say, eat the chicken and spit out the bones. That comes from being built up and from using your gifts in service and growing in Christ that we don't no longer want to be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of teaching, of doctrine, or by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but instead we want to speak the truth in love that in, and may grow up into all things into him who is the head, who is Christ. Verse 16. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Again, that's a mouthful. Let's look at this. Christ, from whom the whole body is joined and knit together by what? What, what every joint supplies. We're knit together and growing because of what everyone in here supplies to one another. That's growth. See, we tend to, to we talk about the body of Christ, and often we do bigger parts. You know, it's like, well, not everyone's a hand, and not everyone's a foot, and these are bigger parts. Let's break it down even further. How about blood vessels? Who wants to be a blood vessel in the body of Christ? Well, it's like, oh, that's the job I want. You know, who wants to be the liver? Anyone? Okay, those are very glamorous jobs, the blood vessels, right? The liver. Okay, who wants a body without any blood vessels? Who wants a body with just a few big blood vessels that are blocked and not working? You, you, you're following me, aren't you? Those, that's not good. We want the body supplying life to the rest of the body. When you're not engaged in the body, your part is missing. And others are having to work harder. Sometimes if in a heart, if you have some of the, the arteries and stuff semi-blocked, the rest, everything is working so much harder. When you have a problem in your lungs, the lungs have to work harder to produce oxygen. And then everything just is harder and it, and it takes longer. But 
Every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. That causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. And now you have this wonderful thing that's happening is the body is being edifying to itself. It started with with people receiving their gifts and being built up by pastors and apostles, and pretty soon the body is working so well that it edifies itself and it keeps going. It's a beautiful picture. Amen. That's good. Which version is that? That's the New Living Translation. Yeah. It's fun to read in multiple versions. Oh, isn't that good? We all want to be doing what God has gifted us to do so that the body is built up and you have a gift you have a part to play and so many in in the in the congregation are are playing their parts i hear the stories all the time of how those naturally with hospitality or or gifts of of care and shepherding or uh even exhortation whatever that, that that's happening within the body a great great reason to be involved in small groups is that a lot of those gifts can be used in a in a time like that and it, it's happening have you found your gifts? Have you found your place? I want to encourage you that you'd keep, uh, keep looking and saying, I want to find my gifts and I want to be used in, in, this, in the body so that the body will be built up. And, and in that process, we have to go through the process of growing personally. You know, we, 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 you might have some, some rough edges around your, around your gift that, that God wants to help take, take away. You might have some anger issues or, or uh, some, some faithfulness issues. Maybe you, maybe you got a gift, but you can't make it to, to church to serve because you're just not, you're not faithful. Well, God's going to work on those things to help you, to get you in the place if we'll submit to the process that he wants to do. And I tell you, you f- everything feels better when it's being used according to its gift. Who's, by a show of hand, who's ever had the wrong job? Anyone ever have the wrong job? Okay. Uh, if you had a wrong job but also then had a right job, put your hand up. You're like, well, I had the wrong job, then I had the right job. Do you know the difference? Do you remember that? You know, like you're like, whoa, this is, this is the wrong thing for me. And then you get the right thing. You go, oh, man, this feels good. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Praise God for that. Right, I, I, I've had a lot of interesting jobs, as, as uh, your dad has. <laughs> um, you know, pastors tend to have a lot of crazy jobs. And one of the jobs I had, I was working at the school district, and I was in the maintenance department. And, uh, and one of the guys there, I mean, he, he didn't mean this as a, as a big criticism. Uh, Bob Carlson, you guys, some of you might remember Bob Carlson at the school district. He comes and says, man, you are in the wrong place. He says, you know, you, you should be more like the principal guy. You know, you, you, sh- you don't belong out here working in the field. And, you know, I, and, and he says, you're in the wrong place. Well, I had already been in ministry, and I had to get a job and, and, and work that way, and I was in the wrong place. I was faithful, but I wasn't gifted to do that. And, and I tell you, it was a rough three years. I mean, cleaning up vomit and fixing things and, you know, being yelled. You know, it's really humbling when you, w- you work at a school district and the high schoolers are making fun of you because you empty the trash when just a year before you were making about $100,000 a year owning your own company. You know, yeah, this fun, right? I was in the wrong place. Now, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, he was still moving in me. 
and he used it and I learned a lot and it was good but he puts us into the right place and when you're in the right place you go oh I could do this all day you know you're in the right job when you said you know what if I didn't need the money I'd do this job for free I've heard people say that, say, listen, if I didn't need the money, I'd do it for free because I am fulfilled in this. This is what we're looking for you to find in the body of Christ, the place of fulfillment. We're going to continue to talk about this more. Uh, we're going to be doing a whole class. This wasn't an intro to that, but in, in about four weeks, we're going to be talking about gifts and ministry and calling in one of our, our Next Steps class. I encourage you to, to, to check that out. But Encouraged? You know, I'm going to pray for us that we will, we will begin to understand and seek out our giftedness and find it and walk in it so that not just me is fulfilled. Here's the thing. We've got to be careful. It's not just about me. It's actually that I will supply what's needed for the body, and the whole body will be built up. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word that, that, that comes to encourage us God, I know that there's people today who, who feel left out. Maybe they don't, they don't have the, the superstar gift that it, it looks like other people have. God, I pray you would take that out of our mentality. And right now, comfort each and every one of us to know that you gifted us, each and every one of us, with something special that's from you. God, I pray that you would help us to want to wanna experience and to find out what that gift is and, and use it for the rest of the body's sake so that we will grow into perfection so that we will attain that fullness and the stature of Christ that we would be that witness to others even of who you are God that there would be unity and yet diversity in our gifts God that each part would play it God and we would as the construction site analogy God we would be able to build something amazing in the kingdom of God because each part is showing up for duty and doing what you've called them each to do. Encourage each and every one of us this morning. God, I pray that no one is con condemned in any way today because there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And just pray that you would uh, continue to help us walk this walk together in the body of Christ here at Christian Center, that we would be a great church and a witness to the the, the community around us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.